If you're a Christian entrepreneur, or even if you're not an entrepreneur, I'm sure that you have come face to face with hustle culture and this ultimate striving mentality, which is this urge to constantly do more and be more. And so I'll be the first to tell you that it's a good thing to want to better yourself and to learn from your past mistakes, but a big problem comes in when we become so obsessed with success and goals that we start idolizing and worshiping this concept of becoming quote unquote better so that we can be the quote unquote best versions of ourselves. Now, while I am a huge advocate for learning and growing, the self-development world can actually become a trap because the truth is if we're not careful, we can unknowingly begin to worship doing more, which leads to us ultimately worshiping ourselves as opposed to worshiping the one true God. Because then you might be led down the rabbit hole that all we have to do to become better is to start, quote unquote, manifesting our desires. Now, this is a topic very near and dear to my heart because I experienced this firsthand. And looking back, I had no idea I was worshiping success. And I probably would have even argued that I did not subscribe to hustle culture, even though I was burnt out all of the time and absolutely exhausted. <laughs> and I really also had no idea I was seeking validation from the world. And I definitely didn't think I was trying to seek glory from my works. So of course, I had no idea I made myself an idol. But like I said, there is absolutely nothing wrong with learning from our mistakes and making better choices. But when we convince ourselves that we are the answer and that we are the key to change, abundance, happiness, or freedom, that is when we begin to subscribe to hustle culture and start idolizing our works and ultimately ourselves because we are not the answer. Jesus is. Jesus is the answer and we have to constantly choose to look at him because the world truly makes it so easy to look at ourselves. Now, by the way, if this is something you question or have felt like, you know, maybe you have subscribed to hustle culture and aren't running your business with a faith-fueled focus, then I highly recommend joining us inside of our membership, The Call to CEO Collective. Inside of the membership, we help you navigate all of the ups and downs of being a faith-based entrepreneur, and yes, you even get live coaching two times per month. There are several members who have now told me that the membership is something that they just didn't want to admit that they needed, and now that they're inside, they just get it, and they keep coming back for more. So if you want details on the membership, go ahead and head to www.hannahbrindley.com slash membership. I'm also going to put that in the show notes for you. Now, all of this to say, in this episode, you will learn how to say goodbye to hustle culture and say hello to a faith-fueled focus as you grow your business. You will also learn what's keeping you from producing fruits of the spirit in your business and the way to develop a faith-fueled focus on your goals and how the enemy uses our own thoughts against us. So if you're ready for this, let's go ahead and dive on in. Hey queen, welcome to Call to CEO. I'm your host, Hannah Brindley, daughter of the king, certified life coach, and faith-fueled business mentor. 
I know you are so sick of feeling like you work so hard in your business with little to no reward while staying in the same cycle of self-sabotaging tendencies you know are keeping you stuck. And because of that, I know you are craving to end this never-ending cycle of self-destruction and cultivate a thriving Holy Spirit-led business without letting it become your idol. If you are ready to be fueled by faith over flesh, fight your battles spiritually instead of physically, take bold and obedient action on your God-given call to CEO, and finally create that thriving faith-fueled business, then you are in the right place. So go ahead and grab your favorite sparkling beverage, grab a notebook and pen, and let's dive in. If you have been a part of my journey for the last two, three years or so, it's probably no surprise that this phenomenon of being obsessed with success is a topic that I'm covering today. So like I mentioned earlier, this is a topic I have experienced firsthand. So that said, let me take you back to the first two and a half years of entrepreneurship. During those two and a half years, I was so obsessed with hitting my goals. Now, I don't think there's anything wrong with having a vision and some intention set in place. Businesses need those, but goals really focus on doing as opposed to being. And recently, I'm going to be honest, I haven't set goals in my business in a long time because I always have a tendency to focus on the results or the lack of results, and then I wind up going into a spiral. That said, I do have vision, and I do set intentions, right? And I do plan on recording another episode sharing the difference between goal setting and intention setting, what I do specifically, and how I partner with God in it in the very near future. But in the meantime, there is a book I want to recommend that actually mentions this concept just somewhere in the book. It's it's not what the entire book is about, but there is a section in this book that talks about not setting goals and what to do instead. And when I read it, it actually made me realize that it's something that I had been doing for a while and just didn't even know that I was doing it. So that said, the book is called To Hell with the Hustle, and it's by Jefferson Bethke, and I highly, highly recommend it. I've talked about this book many times before on this show, so if you haven't read it yet, I highly recommend doing so. But anyways, to make a really long story short, I was so obsessed with hitting my goals to where I truly felt like I was working 24-7. I was isolating myself to the point where I quote-unquote sacrificed a lot of things to get me to my goals. Now, hear me when I say this. Yes, you will have to say no to things in order to say yes to what God has called you to. But I was sacrificing time with friends and family that I really needed during that time. And I was constantly thinking about my business. I mean, I had thought spirals, (laughs) y'all. And that's what I call them, thought spirals, because 
I would have this one thought about something in my business and that would lead me down this rabbit hole in my mind where I couldn't stop thinking about my business. It's like I would have a question that I felt like I needed clarity on and then it would lead me to more and more questions that I had that I needed to get clarity on and then it would put me in this state of paralysis and I wouldn't get anything done because I would just feel anxious because I didn't have anything figured out yet. I mean, y'all, it was a hot mess, okay? It was a hot mess express over here. But on top of that, I also found I experienced this high every time I would get a new sale or rank advance in my network marketing company at the time, which by the way, I'm no longer affiliated with a network marketing company, but that is how I got started. And I also realized that getting on the leaderboards and just ranking up in the company just fueled me. And I even shared with people that I was very recognition driven. I mean, I was motivated by money and being validated by the world. And I didn't realize it at the time, but it really controlled me. And the thing is, when you dig deeper into this and discover the root of wanting to make more money, wanting to be recognized and validated and gain approval from people, it all came back to pride. And pride doesn't always look like being narcissistic or having this huge ego and arrogance that just deter people away from you, right? And worshiping ourselves doesn't necessarily look like we're literally praying and worshiping ourselves. It can look like having so much pride that we become so driven by our fleshly wants and desires that we unknowingly put ourselves and our wants above God and his wants and his desires. 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 16 says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. We are called to be in the world, but not of it. And truthfully, I had no idea I was worshiping myself. (laughs) But I know I had to experience it over and over again because I would not be here sharing this story with you today if I didn't. And I'm so grateful that the Lord has delivered me from that. But, you know, truth be told, I'm nowhere near perfect. And this is still something that I have to consistently watch out for. And because of that, I'm just so grateful for his love and his grace and his mercy just when I go to him and repent. And I'm so grateful he continues to deliver me from this. So if you are experiencing this or know someone who is, I just want you to know that God loves you and he will deliver you, but you have to seek him above all else. You have to want him above all else. You have to choose him above all else. And so all of that to say, I have three things you can implement today to get your eyes back focused on Jesus instead of yourself. Say goodbye to hustle culture and activate a faith-fueled focus as you grow your business. So let's go ahead and get into number one. So number one is to repent. It is so important to totally purge ourselves of our sins and transgressions every single day. And you cannot produce fruits of the spirit if you are holding on to sin. And the truth is we fall into sin every single day. 
Circumstances can happen daily that can tempt us to fall back into it. And the world can suck us in so fast. You know, I share with people a lot that the world's almost like a vortex. You know, one minute your eyes are totally on the Lord. And then the next, all of a sudden, the world sucks you back in and you didn't even realize it. But that being said, it's also really important to keep in mind that this is an ongoing layering process. This means that as we're growing and evolving with the Lord, we will continue to be sanctified. There are multiple layers to flesh-fueled feelings and thoughts. Think of it like an onion. For example, you may find for a while that you've remained steadfast in your faith and don't really have doubts anymore, but an entirely new circumstance or scenario happens that triggers you again. This may not happen just because you've quote-unquote failed. It may be happening because you're actually progressing and you're ready to peel back the next layer just like you would an onion. So it's important to remember that this is something to address daily. And you may have to address, you know, the same temptations and sins several times. But please don't hold on to shame when you do this. It's so important to also release the shame and guilt as you surrender the sin. That's why Jesus died for us. You don't have to stay chained anymore. And something to keep in mind is that it's crucial to humble yourself before God and repent before moving forward. This is where you may fall on your knees and cry out to him for forgiveness This is where you apologize and open up your heart to him because you truly want to please him. And so as you repent, it's important to go to God in prayer. And this is so important because a true faith-fueled focus requires surrender. And surrender requires obedience. And obedience requires repentance. So in order to fully activate a faith-fueled focus, and stop subscribing to this hustle culture narrative that you might just be replaying over and over in your life, you have to start with repentance. And in simplest terms, repentance just means to turn away from. So go to the Lord and turn away from this and mean it. And if you have a hard time meaning it, tell him that. Tell him that you want to mean it and ask him to help you because I have been there. I have been there where I wanted to crave him. You got to tell him. Just be honest. He already knows. (laughs) So go to him and just be honest. And truth is, I have an entire process inside of the Call to CEO Collective just dedicated to tools to help you overcome spiritual warfare and self-sabotage. And repentance is part of those tools. But there is literally a 29-pager of tools paired with a 50-minute video lesson. And this lesson is called The Armory because the armory is full of tangible ways you can biblically fight against the enemy. And personally, this is something I wish I had years ago. So the Holy Spirit worked with me to create it. And I'm so excited that you get access to it inside of the membership. And remember, if you want to join the membership, you can go ahead and head to www.hannahbrindley.com slash membership. It is also in the show notes for you. So the next step I have for you is to focus on Jesus and intentionally seek him daily. Now, this probably comes to no surprise, but a way to tangibly do this is to steward your time with the Lord. There are so many ways you can do this, but girl, first, open your Bible. 
Scripture is alive and active. That's huge. You can also develop a daily prayer practice. Also huge. But because I know there are times when you may really just mentally not feel like you can even open your Bible, just simply sit and be with him. There have been so many times where I just did not have the mental capacity to read scripture, but I needed to be filled up with the Holy Spirit. And so I will often just sit and just be with him. And, you know, usually for me, that looks like popping in headphones and playing worship music. And sometimes I lay in bed and just put my mental focus on Jesus and I wind up just crying (laughs) and I just sit there for a while or I lay there for a while just in his presence. In fact, I actually told someone on one of the collective calls the other day that if they are sitting there doing this and they haven't cried yet, they probably haven't sat there long enough. (laughs) So allow him to be your comforter. Allow him to be your refuge and your rock because he is those things. You just have to open yourself up to that. Now, other times I will listen to worship music and dance and sing. You know, it really just depends on my mood. But, you know, there are so many things you can do intentionally to seek him. You can invite him into every single part of your life. And this is just hopefully to get you started. And the reason this is so huge to help you say goodbye to hustle culture is because you can't activate a faith-fueled focus if you are not intentionally fueling yourself with the Holy Spirit. That's why it's faith fueled. You get to be productive and take action on your God-given calling, but it doesn't have to be from a place of striving. It gets to be cultivated by you partnering with the Holy Spirit and him taking action through you. And that will ignite a Holy Spirit fire. Now, I'm not saying things will never be hard in your business again. You know, that's not true. But you won't be subscribing to this hustle culture that's keeping you burnout, exhausted, and running a mental rat race. You don't have to do that anymore. So moving on, we're going to step three. And that is that you must learn to take your thoughts captive. Now, why is this part of the steps? How is this going to help you activate a faith-filled focus? The thing is, The enemy uses our thoughts against us. He's constantly twisting the truth and he wants us to believe the thoughts we have about ourselves are real. So thoughts like, I must hit the next rank in my network marketing team to be worthy and to find freedom. Or I must hit a six-figure business to keep up and be an expert in my industry. Or I must lose weight or I'll never find love. Like he's really sneaky like that. And our thoughts really do control our actions because if we actually start believing these lies, we can easily become consumed by them, which can then lead us to take action on those beliefs, which then leads us to looking away from Jesus and focusing on ourselves. So with our thoughts, we must realize what lies the enemy is feeding us and then replace them with the truth. Replace them with what Jesus says, because it is so important to speak the truth, not the lies the enemy keeps feeding you. And that's it. Those are the three steps that you can implement today that will help you keep your eyes focused on Jesus and step away from idolizing the things of this world and ultimately stop subscribing to hustle culture and activate a faith-fueled focus in your business. 
So as a recap, the three steps are to gain awareness and repent, to intentionally seek the Lord daily, and to take your thoughts captive and replace the lies with the truth. And so now that you have your steps, it is so important to continue to keep your eyes on Jesus, to break through self-sabotage and activate a faith-fueled focus, and ultimately find a community of like-minded Christian women who just get it. And that's exactly why I created the Call to CEO Collective, to help women like you finally get to the root of the problem, stop listening to the lies of the enemy, and finally cultivate that thriving Holy Spirit-led business. So that said, if you want to learn all the nitty-gritty details or go ahead and join us at the current rate, you can do so by heading to www.hannahbrindley.com membership. I'm also going to link that in the show notes for you. We truly cannot wait to see you inside. Bye, friend. Hey, CEO, don't head out just yet. If this podcast has blessed you in some way, it would mean the absolute world to me if you left a rating and written review of the show. It truly lights a fire in me knowing how God has impacted you through this platform. And since I absolutely adore connecting with you, please, please, please screenshot this episode or your review and post it on your stories and tag me over on Instagram at Hannah Brindley. I cannot wait to see you over there. So much love to you.